coaches. I'm Simone Gray Soul, and I'm here to teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without paying for ads, buying Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and I promise you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, my friends. So a few episodes ago, I talked about when people have this tendency, certain types of people who take lots of actions and they think they are doing all the things but aren't seeing enough results. And that can be a very you know disheartening situation. It's like, why is none of this working? Because I'm working so hard at doing all of the things. And so I had suggested that that one of the problems might be that Yes, you are taking a lot of action, but you keep taking the same kind of action without being curious about, hey, where can I maybe do things a little bit differently? How can I deliberately conduct experiments to see what works and what doesn't? And to kind of test out different variables like a science experiment, as opposed to just keep slogging away, you know, repeating the same patterns that you've done in this this whole time when you know that that's not the only thing you could be doing. And so I think this is the episode titled how to evaluate when you are getting crickets. So if that's something that if I'm if you hear me talking and you're like, "Oh my god, that's totally me right now." I recommend that you listen to that podcast episode first. How to evaluate when you're getting crickets. Okay. So I had a colleague reach out to me and ask me about that episode. Okay, so I heard your podcast and I am sold on the value of trying different things because I also feel like I keep doing the same thing. But when it comes to what kind of things to try differently, like what experiments I can run, I'm kind of stumped. Can you help me out? So I am helping her and everybody else out by sharing some ideas on this episode what to try differently when it comes to writing your content or recording videos, right? What kind of variables can you test for? So first, I want to reiterate some of the ideas that I already shared on the other episode, which is you can play with different ways of writing the call to action, right? Because a lot of us tend to write the calls to action in the same way over and over. For example, I see a lot of people in the communities that I'm in um, word the call to action like, you know, message me to schedule a consult um, or reach out to me to book a consult call, reach out to me to book a free discovery call. And it tends to be sentences like that more or less every time. And my friend, there are a hundred different ways to invite someone to do any one thing. So if you were to be creative, if you were to be curious about what are other what are some other ways to invite somebody to to hop on a call with you? For example, something that I love to do is to remind them that the end goal isn't for them to hop on a call with me. Like that is just, that's just a container for, for what's going to happen on the call. Maybe the call is a, an opportunity for them to really talk about their, their dreams and where they are right now and where they want to go in a, 
in a setting where they know they won't be judged, they, they will be completely heard without any pressure and without any agenda for, from somebody who really believes in them and just wants them to map out the best next course of action. Maybe for them, the discovery call is an opportunity to have a breakthrough on something that's been really troubling them for a long time. You know, I just always think about what's in it for the client if all they do is get on a consult call, right? If my goal isn't to sell them, I mean, it is, but also you have to be able to sort of put on this hat where you are unattached to their to their response or outcome because if you are attached, then you inviting them to get on a call is just going to feel kind of gross and salesy and spammy because... You, you're kind of trying to steer them towards one, one outcome. But if you are genuinely thinking from their perspective, advocating for them, right? So for them, what's the good that comes out of getting on a consult call, especially if they've never done it before, especially if they're not sure what's going to happen, right? How can you talk about it in a way that's going to create some safety, that's going to create some comfort, even inspiration, that's going to make them want to jump on the call? right? So it's kind of like the equivalent of, let's say you are throwing a party. And if all you do in party invitations is to say, hey, here's where the party is. Here's where the party is. Here's what time it starts. I'll see you there. I hope you can make it, right? That's fine. But remember, there's so many other ways to entice people to come to a party. So when you think about why the invitee is going to want to come What's going to make it easier for them to say yes? How can you maybe like what part of the, the party you might want to highlight to make it even more attractive, even more enticing? So there's always all these ways to be really thoughtful about uh, issuing cost cost action. So that's something that you can play with. What if I say it this way? What if I say it that way? What if I try to entice them this way? Does that work? What if I try to entice them that way? Does that work? How can I create safety Um, Can I try this? Can I try that? And please keep in mind, when we do science experiments, the whole point of experimentation is that you don't know for certain in advance if it's going to work the way, exact way you intend. If you knew, it wouldn't be called a science experiment. So what I really want to take this opportunity to say, really important, is that let half of the experiments fail. Fail, fail in quotes. You see what I mean? Because all failure is feedback and it's just learning and it's taking you closer to your inevitable success. But I, don't, I want you to really try all these different things with a feeling of lightness and play and experimentation and not being attached to the result just to gather data points, not like, oh no, I tried this one thing and it flopped and I'm a failure and I did it wrong, right? You know how our brains be, just letting you know to anticipate it and to just tell that part of your brain to sit down because we're just playing here. Nothing, it's no big deal. All right. So that is one thing you can play with. And another thing you can play with is how you tell stories, right? In your copy, in your content. Um, If you are used to telling one kind of story, For example, if you are used to really mining for examples of what to tell people about from your own life, you might try venturing out of your own stories and maybe tell some other people's stories or maybe tell, you know, a story that doesn't involve you to make a point about what you want 
to get across. Maybe if you are always telling a story in like a super inspirational way, maybe you to kind of dial down on the inspiration and, and get more tactical, right? And get more sort of strategic and pragmatic. Maybe if you're on the tactical, strategic, pragmatic end of things, maybe you experiment with telling stories in, in a way that is a little bit more emotional, a little bit more, you know, kind of hits people in the gut, you know, tugs on the heartstrings. Maybe if you tend to come off very polished and professional, you can try shaking it a little bit looser. Maybe you can try being a little bit more informal, a little bit, little bit more messy, let yourself be a little bit more human. And of course, on the other hand, if you are very casual, very friendly, you know, very accessible, then maybe you want to try being a little bit more grown up, being a little bit more polished, just to try something different. You might really surprise yourself. In the course of my business, I can think of so many experiments that I conducted, um, some consciously and others unconsciously, where I did, you know, should I try this? Should I try that? Should I try on this voice? Should I try on that voice? And, um, And at the time, I thought I was getting it all wrong because in my head, I had this idea that if I were really successful and if I knew what I was doing, I would have one consistent, you know, steady sort of voice and I made that mean that I was flip-flopping flopping and I was all over the place and I was doing it wrong and guess what the only thing I was doing wrong was to have that thought (laughs) I was doing it exactly right by trying so many different things and iterating over and over and by being quote-unquote all over the place that's exactly how I had the variety of experience and the perspective to really be able to hone in and create what I want to sound like, what works for me and my people. The danger with taking advice from other people about how to approach copy, what kind of things to say is because even if somebody has exact same niche as you, they are not you and their people are not your people. Just because you're a suburban mom who wants to lose weight doesn't mean you're the exact same person as another suburban mom who wants to lose weight. For, for instance, right? Your, your people are going to respond to the uniqueness of who you are and somebody else's people, is gonna, they're going to respond to the uniqueness of whoever that other person is, right? So you have to be willing to find a, a voice, a style that really creates results for you. And you're not going to find out what that is if you just keep doing the same thing um, and you're not seeing results and you're not being bold enough to really experiment with some things. All right, so where was I? Oh, right, storytelling. Find different ways to storytell. So a big theme in what I'm talking about right now is, yes, try to do things differently and experiment for the sake of experimentation, but also... What makes it really fun is that you can also use this challenge as an opportunity to go inward, explore, and to really take some risks for personal growth, right? If communicating with your people and finding different ways to communicating with your people is a vehicle for self-growth, how would you approach it? 
you would definitely not keep doing the same thing over and over again. Here's what I mean by that. What if you were to approach content creation and you know communicating as an, a deliberate exercise to push yourself out of your comfort zone? You had been feeling safe saying certain things in a certain way because maybe it's worked for you in the past. Maybe it's how you attracted a certain kind of people. Maybe it's how you know that your message is, is like welcome, but it's not too, you know, it's not too polarizing. It's just palatable enough, right? And maybe you are leaning into only a part of your truth and not the entire truth. Maybe you are letting yourself be a little bit businessy and professional because deep inside you're really afraid that if you showed up as the full-fledged, you know, multifaceted, imperfect human that you are, then maybe people won't accept you or trust you, which you know, most times it's the opposite. People will love you and trust you and want to buy from you even more when you show up with your human vulnerability. A lot of the times we censor ourselves. We like we have our opinions and the things we want to say, but we say like 60% of it and not 100% of it because we're afraid of being misunderstood. We're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of people losing respect for us people thinking what's wrong with her or who or who who does she think she is she can't say that you might have polarizing thoughts that you actually really believe in but you never share because you don't want to alienate you don't want to offend anybody the thing is if you know that something is your truth and you are solid on it you believe it and you think that it's a message that is going to serve the people who are going to be 100% all in on you, what would it be like if you just let everyone else be upset about it? (laughs) How would you show up to crafting your message if you were 100% willing to be misunderstood by some people? If you weren't afraid to push the envelope and say some things that might be controversial, say some things that might, you know, make some people uncomfortable, right? Um, I have some, you know, clients, colleagues who, who talk about sex a lot in their marketing because that's one of the areas that they help people with. And trust me, when they really come out and talk about sex, people, some people don't like it. Some people think it's inappropriate. Some people think it's TMI, but guess what? Those are not the people that are going to buy, right? And ultimately, when you end up censoring your message in order to please people who were never going to buy from you in the first place, what you end up doing is underserving the people who needed exactly that message in the exact way that you would have wanted to say it. So I really invite you to think about this. Where are you kind of diluting yourself? Where are you hiding under being professional and not really letting yourself be human, not really letting yourself access the personal truth of where you are? 
Where are you turning off your own feelings? Where are you being politically correct? Where are you kind of hiding a part of what you think in order to make sure that so-and-so doesn't misunderstand you? These are really good questions to inform the next experiment that you're going to take. And as a rule of thumb, I like to say the more discomfort you are experiencing, the greater the growth. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say, if it's not making you cringe a little bit, it's probably not as high impact as it could be. When I say if it doesn't make you cringe a little bit, what I mean by that is I'm not saying that you should, you know, like do things that embarrass you just for the sake of that. That's not the point, right? Because being really brave, trying something new, you know, being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to be misunderstood, being willing to alienate some people, some of the wrong people, so that you can speak more powerfully to your right people, that is not going to feel comfortable. That is not going to feel like the cozy safety of the same thing that you've always done to, you know, when you buffer out the edges and keep yourself beige and vanilla and palatable and inoffensive. That's not going to make you feel cringy. That's going to make you feel complacent. Now, trying something outside of that is going to make you feel a little cringy. So basically, if I were to boil it down to one thing, it would be try doing it in a way that's going to make you cringe a little bit because it will require more boldness, more faith, more trust, more love, a bigger vision, more chutzpah from you. I really feel strongly about my mission. You know, it's not just helping life coaches to book their practices out and to market effectively to get clients and make money. Like that's all super great. But also I really believe in the part of my mission where I want to make social media a more human and humane um, place for all of us all to be. If we are only showing up as a part of ourselves because we are afraid that we will be rejected, if we show up with the whole of ourselves, then on social media, what we get is this kind of fragmented, unreal place where we're all just avatars of ourselves and not really being human beings. And when a lot of people say social media is fake, it's because there's a lot of that going on. But that's not all. We all get to take responsibility for the kind of social media experience we want to have, the kind of experience we want to have in the world in general. And as as life coaches, we specialize in our own thoughts, like the way we relate to ourselves and the world so that we can actively create the experience we want. As life coaches, I think we have almost like a sacred duty to show up more vulnerable than you think is absolutely necessary, to show up more real, more courageous, more honest, more as an example of somebody who is really willing to risk comfort for how they really want to serve. So I would love to offer that to you to kind of think about. Remember, if it feels kind of bad, you're probably doing it right. All right, my friends, I will talk to you next time.